First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 16. The Bible at this point here, this is kind of the final part to this, this first letter to the church that is in Thessalonica. And he's, he's just kind of given some rapid fire instructions here. He says, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. I charge you, jumping down to verse 27, it says, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. He said, let this be read abroad. And I, I, we're going to turn our attention really and take our text from verse number 18 where it says, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That you means you, and that you means me. Amen. And everything give thanks. I want to talk to you for the next few moments on this subject that God has just been working over on me. And it is simply this, the power of thankfulness. The power of thankfulness. I wonder if you would just set your Bibles down and why don't you just ask God to speak in this place tonight. God, we come before you, Lord. God, we are so thankful, Lord, for the presence that we feel in this place already. God, we pray, O oh Lord, that you would move into this place right now. God, that you would speak, O oh Lord, through this vessel. God, that your spirit would move and have its way, God. Touch us, O oh God, today. Let your revelation and understanding meet each and every one of us, O oh God. And give us, God, a determination, O oh Lord, to be thankful like we've never been thankful. And we give you the praise and the glory. We thank you, Lord, in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in the Thanksgiving holiday season. And I love this time of year. I know a lot of times, you know... People just skip right to Christmas. You know, there's Christmas music already playing on everywhere you turn and everything. But I think it's important for us to stop and be thankful. And I love Christmas and we celebrate Christmas. Amen. It's all about the birth of Jesus. And, and, but there, there is an importance to being thankful. There is a power that comes whenever you are thankful. And I love this time of year because most people in our country do pause to thank. To thank others. To thank God. And, and Thanksgiving really has been a celebration nationally on and off since 1789. With a, proclam uh, with a proclamation by President George Washington. But its celebration was kind of intermittent until... And really until President Lincoln in 1863 proclaimed it to be a national day of thanksgiving. And that it was to be the last Thursday in November. You go to June of, of uh, 1870 and Ulysses Grant signed it into law as a holiday act. And made Thanksgiving a yearly appointed federal holiday. And on January 6, 1885, an act by Congress made Thanksgiving and other holidays a paid holiday throughout the United States. It's become a holiday that is that is just been something that is consistent and and uh, but if we're not careful just like Christmas, just like everything else that 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 we celebrate and and really the origins of all of this was to celebrate and be thankful to God. And if we're not careful, we can fall into our culture where you know, Thanksgiving can become about football. It can become just about the turkey. It can become just about the meal. Or it, it, you, we're just so concerned. Now you, you have the Black Friday deals somehow on Thursday. And so it can become about the Black Friday deals and everything. And we just forget to be thankful. 
But let me tell you something, I just feel a burden in a, from the Word of God that as Christians and as Pentecostals and apostolic people that we must remember and the Word of God reminds each and every one of us tonight that Thanksgiving is not just a day, it's not just an event, but it is a lifestyle that should be lived by each and every one of us. It is a mindset that each and every one of us must adopt that Thanksgiving is not a once a year thing, but it is an everyday thing. It is a time every day we must stop and we must be thankful. And so I rise in this Thanksgiving week to say it should not just be this week, but let Thanksgiving continue on and on every single day. Every day that you are alive, every day that you have breath, give thanks to God. David said it like this, praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Offer unto God thanksgiving. Pay thy vows unto the Most High. You even look into the New Testament, it says this, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You look into Ephesians and it says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thankfulness is a part of this thing. Thankfulness is a part of this thing. And if you go to Psalms chapter 136, it's really an entire chapter about thanksgiving. I want to read quite a few of those verses to you today. And I think it will just spark some thankfulness in each one of our lives. Maybe your thankfulness is running dry a little bit. Let the Word of God encourage you for a moment. David said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him who alone doeth great wonders. For His mercy endureth forever. To Him that by wisdom made the heavens. For His mercy endureth forever. To Him that stretched out the earth above the waters. For His mercy endureth forever. To Him that made the great lights. For His mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by the day. For His mercy endureth forever. I hope you're getting the picture. The moon and the stars to rule by the night for his mercy endureth forever to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn for their mercy endureth forever and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endureth forever with a strong hand and an outstretched arm for his mercy endureth forever to him which divided the Red Sea into parts for his mercy endureth forever and made Israel to pass through the midst of it for his mercy endureth forever but overthrew Pharaoh in the host in the Red Sea for His mercy endureth forever to Him which led His people through the wilderness for His mercy endureth forever to Him which smote great kings for His mercy endureth forever jump down to verse 21 just for the sake of time it says and gave their land for an heritage for His mercy endureth forever even an heritage unto Israel His servant for His mercy endureth forever who remembered us in our lowest state for His mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies. For His mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh. For His mercy endureth forever. And then He caps it all off by saying what He started. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven. For His mercy endureth forever. Let me remind you what God has done for you. Let's remind you tonight how God picked you up and turned you around. I I want to remember tonight how He redeemed me. How He parted the waters when there seemed to be no way. How He took care of my enemies. How He picked me up and turned me around. How He created the moon and the stars and put them all in place for us. Let's remember the God of our God. The Lord of all lords. The King of all kings. His mercy endureth forever. We've got to be a thankful people. The Word tells us, and really God, even His nature, demands that we be a thankful people. But the Bible talks about 
the company of the unthankful. Let me talk to you for just a few moments about this because unthankfulness is not something that is lightly taken in the Word of God. When there's unthankfulness in the Word of God, it is normally in company with some very bad things. Major sins, even abominations, are listed with the company of the unthankful. Ladies and gentlemen, unthankfulness is not something that is taken lightly in the Word of God. In Romans chapter 1, at the very end of the chapter, it's a very uh, serious time where he talks about people that knew God. But he says this, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. So they knew God, but they stopped glorifying Him as God. And then it says, neither were they thankful. And then the chapter, if you were to read it, it, it will bring you to tears on what begins to happen to people who once knew God, but they did not glorify Him as God. And they were unthankful. Just to finish this verse out, it gives you a glimpse. It says they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. You go on to hear that God gave them over to vile affections, to do those things which are not convenient. And it, they begin to be unthankful, unholy. And it just goes down to all of these different things that begin to happen to these people that just lost their thankfulness and lost their praise towards God. Second Timothy chapter 3 goes to talk to us about what will happen in the last days. And we believe we're living in the last days. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. It goes on. In the company of unthankful is unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, hitty, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. The Bible says, of such, turn away. The Bible, it pairs unthankful people with unholy people. It pairs unthankful people with people that are covetous. It pairs them with those that are proud. With those that are even blasphemers of the Word of God. With those that are disobedient. It pairs those that are unthankful. Ladies and gentlemen, I rise to you to tell, tonight to tell you that we must be thankful. I rise tonight to tell you don't make it, don't make the mistake of being unfaithful. It is listed with these sins because if we're not careful, it will become a sin to not turn and give glory to God. To not thank Him for what He has done from us. And in fact, the Bible says if there's unthankful people, turn away. Turn away. My goodness, you can get around somebody that's unthankful and you just all of a sudden get unthankful. You ever talk to somebody? I mean, it's just, it, that spirit just jumps all over you. Somebody just having a bad day. Somebody just, oh, but you get around somebody that's thankful. Whoo, it's contagious. Somebody that's just starting to say thank you, you know. Oh, I thank you. You just start, oh, don't thank me. Oh, I thank you, you know. You just, you just get a spirit of thankfulness whenever you, you get around people that are thankful. Surround yourself with people that are thankful. We cannot forget where our thanks comes from. Don't forget, as the Bible tells us in James, that every good and every perfect gift is from above. And it cometh down from the Father of lights. One writer said an atheist is sad when he feels grateful. Because he has nobody that is worthy to think. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to know I know one that is worthy to think. We know one that is worthy. We know one that is worthy of thanks every single breath that we have to give. 
we know one that is worthy of everything. Revelations 5 and verse 9 says this. This is what's happening up in heaven. They sing a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For Thou was slain and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And Thou hast made us unto our God kings and priests. As pastor talked about this morning, and we shall reign on the earth. And it says, and I beheld, and listen to this, I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them, look at the number of them, it was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That means you can't even number it. That's how many people were around the throne, and this is what they were doing. They were saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings let me tell you something ladies and gentlemen we know one that is worthy of thanks we know one that is worthy of to, to have a heart of thankfulness every single day for he redeemed us by his blood he redeemed us by his name he's worthy to, to receive all power and riches and wisdom and strength he's worthy He's worthy of our thankfulness. I know things may not be going smooth right now in your life. Maybe things may be a little pumpy right now. But let me just tell you, He's still worthy right now. No matter what we're going through, He's still God. No matter where we're at, we still owe Him ever thanks that we have to give. No matter how bad things may get, we still can say thank you. Because He's still God. And He's still worthy of my thanks. Abraham Lincoln, whenever he brought this proclamation, when he brought thanksgiving to the forefront of our nation by proclaiming it to be a day of thanksgiving, he said that it was to be a day of, and I quote, thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. He said this was to be a day in our nation for us to look to the heavens and for us to praise and thank God together he said we should praise and thank god and then he says this calling on the american people he said with humbleness and patience fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation he understood that there's a power that will come when we begin to be thankful he said let's lift up thanks and praise to our God and then we can ask him to heal our wounds we can ask him to make us whole and I want to tell you there's some power that comes whenever we are thankful whenever you and I are thankful people and I want to bring out three things that I believe from the word of God that happens whenever we have a thankful heart the power of God that comes to us when we are thankful and the first thing is we find from the word of God that we are whole we can receive wholeness when we have a thankful heart. Wholeness is available to us when we have a thankful heart. As President Lincoln noted that there can be a healing of wounds through thankfulness. Even uh, psychologists understand this today. And psychology today uh, quotes these words that gratitude can improve our own mental health. And our own physical well-being just by us having gratitude. It also helps others and it allows them to feel appreciated. Gratitude also improves relationships, health, performance, as well as happiness and everything. It's all associated, can all be improved with just simple acts of gratitude. Even our world can understand that there is a power that happens Whenever there is gratitude and when there is thankfulness. And the Bible tells a story and uh, we found out today that our children all learned about this story. When we were sitting around the lunch table today with my kids, we always ask them, what did you learn about in, in Sunday school? And tell us, you know, what you, what you taught. And they all uh, said, you know, we learned about the ten lepers in, in Luke chapter 17. And uh, I said, really? I said, that's what I'm going to talk about tonight as well. Those ten lepers. 
from Luke chapter 17 because the Bible records this in Luke and, and Luke is, is really known as the physician. So he records a lot of these stories for us. And we see in Luke chapter 17 and, and verse number 11 that, that, that the story really begins and, and, uh, it, it talks about these 10 lepers that, that Jesus came to and, and Jesus, uh, he was, he was making his way, you know, through Samaria and he was making his way to Jerusalem and, and he finds himself uh, he finds himself in the middle of these ten lepers that went and began to seek him out. And, and if you look into your Bible, you will see the story in Luke chapter 17 where ten lepers come to him and they say, yeah, Jesus, have mercy on us. And they say, you know, hey, have mercy on us, Jesus. And they lifted up their voice. If you look in verse 13 and it says, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus, the Bible says, when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. And the Bible says, One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. I like how he said it was a loud voice that glorified God. It says, And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And the Bible says, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, where were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he goes on to say this to that one. He said, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. He said, your faith has made you whole. You know, one thing you'll see in, you know, in the Old Testament, and one thing you'll see about leprosy is leprosy is really a, a great representation of sin. It's a great representation of sin that's in our lives because it's a, <clears throat> it's a disease that will get into your, your body and it will just begin to grow and grow and grow and grow. Never forget that sin, it may start off small, but it'll just continue to eat away and to eat away and to eat away until it has destroyed your vision and it, it will attack the nerve endings. You'll have no feeling anymore. You won't be able to see right. You won't be able to feel right. You, you won't, you won't be able to think right. And it just begins to attack and you begin to see this. Uh, even the Bible, the, the, the consequences of sin, we know that sin creates a separation from God and that there must be a sacrifice for its cleansing. And this was even something that, that was in the law. The old law, it says that whenever somebody had leprosy, that they must be separated from the city and that there must be a sacrifice made for their cleansing as well. Whenever they come, they would show themselves to the priests. And in fact, Jesus told them to do that. Jesus did not bypass the law. Jesus fulfilled the law and Jesus told them, go show yourselves to the priests. And it says, as they went, they were healed. And it was something that was amazing because I believe it was Jesus really showing his power over sin as well. But it was his power over leprosy and they begin to walk and and uh, they, they begin to be healed and the bible says that that nine of them just went on their way maybe they went to their homes i'm not sure maybe they went on to the priest or i don't know but as they went they were healed but the bible says that this one man turned around and gave thanks to god and began to glorify him with a loud voice begin to praise him he, he he fell on his face before jesus christ let me tell you just ladies and gentlemen let me just stop here and say this never apologize for worshiping god with a loud voice we never should get away from lifting up our voice and declaring god's greatness we should never get away from bowing a knee and putting our face in the floor and saying thank you jesus for what you've done for us because this, this story goes to show you what happens. God blesses this one that is thankful. And he says, your faith is going to make you whole. Now the others were healed. But this man was whole. This man, it goes to say that the scars even. There was no more scars left. On his body. 
The others, the disease may have stopped eating away at them. The, the, you know, the, whatever may have happened, but I believe they still had the scars to show that they were in leprosy. But this one man, this Samaritan, this stranger as Jesus called him, this stranger was made whole. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. There, there is a power that comes when you're thankful. There is a complete work that God can do when you are thankful. Uh, we, we were talking about thankfulness in a panel in our youth class today, and I forget who it was that, that made the statement, but you know, it, it was a powerful statement. We were talking about uh, Thanksgiving, and we were talking about all these different things, and, and somebody said, you know, I, I think it could almost be like, you know, there's people that come and they receive the Holy Ghost, and they repent of their sins, and they're baptized in Jesus' name, but yet they, they stop coming to church. They may have received their, their healing. They may, may have received that. But they're only really whole whenever they return back. And they continue to thank God. They continue to worship God. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It is the truth. Whenever you have a heart of thankfulness, there is a wholeness that will come upon a believer. There is a wholeness that will come to you. Let me tell you something. Scars that sin has left in your life, it can be removed when you begin to thank God. Let me tell you, scars in your past will begin to be made whole if you get a heart of thankfulness. Because if you're not careful, you can keep bitterness locked up inside. You can keep uh, you know, sadness locked up inside. You can be saved, but you can still be scarred by the things that you're going through because you haven't completely given it over to God. But let me tell you something. Just begin to thank God in everything. In everything, give God thanks. And there'll begin to be scars that will begin to be removed. You'll begin to look, and not only are you healed, but now you're whole. And God will begin to be able to do a work in your life just through thankfulness but Jesus said where are the nine where are the nine you know it's interesting they always say the statistics go and I think our church is an exception thankfully but the statistics for a lot of these minister magazines and stuff that you'll read that it says 10% of the people do 90% of the work. That's what a lot of these statistics will show. And I know our church is not like that. Thank God. Amen. Our church, you guys are an evolved people. But I wonder if this can even be applied to 10% of the people. Do 90% of the thankfulness. 10% of the people do 90% of the worship. Could it not be where God is saying, where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where's the nine? I know I've, I've poured out my spirit upon all. I know I've healed. I know I've delivered. But where are the nine? Where's, where's the nine to return to give glory and honor and thanks to me? It says, where are the nine? One thing you'll find in this story, Luke very purposefully added in here that this was a Samaritan. This was a Samaritan. Jesus even said this was a stranger. This was a Samaritan. And I, I would say this, that perhaps the other nine, and I, I truly believe if not all of them, most of them were, would have been Jews. Because the Bible says that Jesus told them to follow the law. He says, you are, you know, just go show yourself to the priest. He wouldn't have said that to a group of Samaritans. He would not have just said that to them. But there had to have been some Jews in there. There had to have been some people of God, some children of God, some children of Abraham, some people of Israel that were in that group. And he said, we're not, how is it that this Samaritan returned to give thanks? But the very people of God did not return to give thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. There should not be, and I'm thankful, I'm thankful that I was raised in this truth. Let me tell you something. I should be more thankful than somebody that was saved last week. 
I truly believe that I should be more thankful than somebody that's just received the Holy Ghost, that's just been baptized in Jesus' name. Somebody that's just a new to this thing. I should be more thankful for that because I've never tasted a drink of alcohol. I'm thankful to God that I've never had drugs in my body. I'm thankful to God that I was raised in this precious truth. And let me tell you something. I believe that to whom much is given, much is required. And we've got to become a thankful people. And God has been working on my heart. And I know God wants to work on all of our hearts tonight to say we need to be a thankful people. Don't let somebody out thank you. Don't let somebody out worship you. Don't let somebody out glorify God for you. Remember where he's brought you from tonight. Remember you're a child of God. Don't let him look around and say, where are the nine? I see the new person here, but where are the nine? Don't let you, don't let them out worship you. Come on, give a thanks to God right now. Hallelujah. Jesus. If we're not careful, we can get used to the power of God. Let me tell you something. I am so thankful for this church. I'm so thankful for the moves of God that we have in this church. Let me tell you something. This church is unique. Be thankful for this church. You can't find many churches like this on the planet. 99.9% of the churches in this world are not blessed and favored with the moving of God that we have in this church. There is such a freedom and a moving of God. We see people healed every single week. We see people filled with the Holy Ghost every single week. We see God's power working and moving. You can come into this house and you can feel the presence of God every single week. You can see the miraculous work of God. And I rise tonight to tell you from the word of God and a burden that God has put on my heart. Do not let yourself get used to seeing all these things. Oh, we rejoice with the healing that's happened last week with our sister. Let me tell you something. Don't get used to that. We should thank God for that every single time. Don't get used to somebody being filled with the Holy Ghost. Remember that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repented. The redeemed of God. People that have been delivered should rejoice over one sinner that repents every single time. Don't get used to the power of God. Where we just go home and forget to return back on Monday and give God thanks for what He did on Sunday. We forget to come back on Tuesday and bow a knee and to bow our heads and fall on our face and lift up our voice in our home and glorify God. Don't get used to what God is doing. Let me tell you something. This book amazes me every time we put it together. Because of everything that happens through our church. This is not a book of what happens from a bunch of churches. This is a book of what our church has done. You go and you look at things, you know, like, like the, like the outpouring and just what has happened in the outpouring where we have 46 people filled with the Holy Ghost. Five people were baptized in that 40 degree weather. My goodness, God bless them. You know, they can sing that song, you know, I stepped in the water, the water was cold, it chilled my body, but not my soul. They can really say that if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. It was cold, but we still, uh, God still moved. I'm telling you, God, God's doing so many great things just today on our live webcast. And let me tell you something, our live webcast has exploded. People hungry for the Word of God. We have, sometimes we have anywhere from 200 to 300 people that watch every single one of our services. And that's watching it live as it's happening right now. We have 200 to 300 people through our Facebook, our YouTube, our website. They're, they're watching on all different ways. But, but we have 200 to 300 people that watch every single service. We have, we have uh, whenever we post a, a video to, to YouTube, automatically it'll get at least 500 views. No matter what video we post, almost every video will get 500 views, if not a thousand. And I mean, some of them, I mean, they've just, they just gone viral, as you would say. And it's, it's people and hungry for the Word of God. Just today on Facebook, there was some comments that just, 
Maybe we one person on Facebook today said, I want to visit a church like this one day. And here we are enjoying this every single day. This person said, I wish I could be a part of a service like this one day. Another lady who used to go to this church said, man, I miss having church like this. And this is comments we get every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, God has been so good to us. God's been so good to us. Oh, God's been so good to us. Don't become unthankful. Don't forget to stop every day. Every time you feel His presence, don't forget to stop and say, Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Every time, every time God blesses you, don't forget to stop and say, Thank you, Lord, because it'll make you whole. It'll heal you from the inside out. It'll take care of any anger. It'll take care of any depression. It'll take care of any bitterness. It'll begin to put things in the right order and begin to fix it. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the favor and the moving of God upon us. My goodness, every time we have a service, we say, wow, that might be the greatest service we ever had. And here comes the next service. Pastor, that might be the best message you've ever preached. And then he preaches, kings go to battle. I mean, my goodness, we're so blessed. We're so blessed. Don't forget to be thankful. Don't forget to thank God every day for it. Because to whom much is given, much is required. Don't let somebody out thank you. Don't let somebody who's not even a child of God be more thankful than you. Don't let a stranger, a Samaritan, be more thankful than you and I. We must return to the feet of Jesus. We need to return back to where God brought us from, to where we were first healed. They re- he returned back to where He was healed. He returned back to where God brought Him from and said, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Remember where God's brought you from every Every now and then. Sometimes in our world just tells you, you need to forget where you came from. No, you need, you need to remember where you came from. And thank God every day for His power, His overcoming power in your life. Remember where God's brought you from. And let that come to the surface and God can make you whole. God can make you whole. I wonder if 90% of the people could begin to do the thanksgiving. Could begin to do the work. Could begin to get involved. I want to just say this. Let Why doesn't everybody get involved and go? You may not be able to give what I can give, and I may not be able to give what you can give, but everybody can do something. You know, we when we did our campaign, we had this thing. I remember the the, the campaign slogan. We were we were doing breaking the chains, where it says it's not going to be equal gifts, but it will be equal sacrifice. Let it, let's all be thankful. Let's all be givers. Let's all buy into this thing. God is doing great things among us. I was privileged just to a few weeks ago to it just so happened that that they needed a teacher for the next steps class. Uh, that, that they do on Wednesday nights. And I was able to go into that Next Steps class and, and uh, walked in there. And I mean, the, the, the classroom was full of new people wanting to learn about our church. And we began to talk about the Spirit of God and how God's Spirit will produce the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And I mean, a lady began to cry. And I mean, it was just, it was just, it was just a powerful thing. I mean, there, there's new people coming into this church every single Sunday. There's, there's new people being touched online. There's uh, just God is moving all around us. Just what, what a great God. He is, and how great He has been to us. But there's that power that comes with thankfulness. The first thing that it will do is it will make you whole. The second thing that it will do is that the will of God becomes available to you when you become thankful. You cannot be in the will of God and be unthankful. 
You cannot be in the will of God and be unthankful. The will of God will begin to open itself to you and will be available to you and will, be, and will begin to reveal itself to you when you become thankful. That's why we go back to this title that we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. It says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. In everything, give thanks. Now let me just stop here for a moment. It doesn't say for everything, give thanks. It says in everything, give thanks. That means we're to give thanks in our good days and in our bad days. We're to give thanks. We, we, may, we, may not, we may not be able to say, God, I'm thankful for what I'm going through right now. You may not be able to say that some days. But sometimes you just got in everything. You got to give thanks. You you got you got to get that fight like Pastor was talking about this morning, and you just you just got to go to battle with thankfulness. You just got to fight the storm that you're that you're going through with some thankfulness. Uh, God, I know I may not see it right now, but I thank you, Lord, that you're a healer. Even though I don't see my healing right now, I'm thankful. I serve a healer. Though I don't see how you're going to do it right now, though I don't, my bank account doesn't show it. I'm thankful, Lord, you're a provider. I'm thankful that I'm serving a provider and you just begin to thank God for who he is and you begin to thank God for what he's done let me tell you something will rise up inside of you and God will begin to put you in his perfect will it'll be his perfect will how is it his perfect will because if we are not thankful we put ourselves above God we begin to look at our hands and think you've done this not look at God and say God you've done this but when you are thankful you're putting everything in proper alignment every good and perfect gift cometh from the father of lights cometh from above every good and perfect gift comes from above it's the will of God because it puts you in the right position it puts you in the position in the mindset of saying God it is all from you and not from me that's why somebody like David who just had thankfulness you go read I mean my goodness if you search the word thanks David writes thanks more than anybody else in the Bible David had a heart of thankfulness he was a worshiper but that's why David could stand before the giant why nobody else could stand before the giant David could stand before the giant because everybody else looked at their hands and said I cannot do this but David because of his mind of thankfulness, he was able to be in the perfect will of God because he could stand before the giant and he could say, you come to me with a sword and a spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord. I don't come to you in my own strength. I understand everything comes from Him. And I get that understanding. Everything comes from Him because of my mindset of thankfulness. Whenever I'm blessed, I thank God. Whenever I wake up, I thank Him that I'm alive for another day. Every time the check hits the bank account, I thank Him for being the provider. And I begin to understand everything comes from Him. Everything comes from Him. So whenever I'm faced with something, I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry I know hey my God is bigger and everything will come from him everything will come from him David could stand before the giant because he was thankful he could perform the will of God because of his thankfulness the power of thankfulness the power of thankfulness you say, how do you know it was thankfulness? Well, David even told him, he's like, hey, I remember. I still call to memory when God delivered me from the lion and the bear. When God helped me from the lion. David was drawing back and saying, God did it before. He can do it again. It was his thankfulness that kept that at the forefront of his mind. He was so thankful for God delivering him and giving him the power over the lion and the bear. I mean, my goodness, David was such a warrior. The Bible says that he grabbed the lion by the beard. I mean, my goodness, David was a warrior. 
David easily could have said, it was my hands that did it. But David never would have been able to defeat the giant. He would have ran in fear like everyone else. But ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be in the perfect will of God, develop thankfulness in your life. Develop a heart of thankfulness and an understanding. God, everything comes from you. Job was able to go through anything because of his attitude of thankfulness. Job was able to keep the power to overcome. I mean, the the devil tried everything. He said, Job will curse you if you let me have him. And God said, Job will not curse you. But Job, he would not. Why? He knew he wouldn't because Job was thankful. In the middle of it all, he said, you know what? I came into this world with nothing. And I, I, I will leave this world with nothing. But blessed be the name of the Lord. He understood everything comes from God. And when we're unthankful, we become proud. We become boasters. We become unholy because we're in the we're in the company of unthankfulness. Unthankfulness will begin to work these things in there. But ladies and gentlemen, you and I, we have got to be thankful. We have got to remind ourselves every day of who God is, of who we are serving. Stop looking at your surroundings and just begin to thank God. Stop looking at your problems and just begin to thank God. Because there's a power that comes in that and it will begin to align you in the perfect will of God. Thankfulness will get you in the right mindset. Romans 8 and verse 28 says this, And we know that all things, the good and the bad, will work together for the good. Not all things will be good. It's not all going to be, you know, sunshine and happy days. But all things will work together for good. What? To them that love God. To them that are called according to His purpose. To those that are in the will of God. Everything's going to work out. It may, there may be some bad days right now, but you just remain thankful. You just, uh, you just keep the mindset, God, everything comes from you. You just keep the mindset, God, everything, everything comes from you. God, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life, even though I don't understand it. What, what others may mean for evil, God will turn it around for good. And you just keep that mind of thankfulness. And I feel like I'm breaking through some, some barriers right now in the spirit. There's some things happening happening right now and if you need some deliverance from some of these things in your life you just raise your hands right now because if you just get that mind of thankfulness God's going to break through the spirit of God is going to come to your heart and to your life right now right now as we speak God will begin to break down some barriers and you'll begin to have peace in the middle of the storm just because of some thankfulness just begin to thank him for who he is just begin to thank him for what he's done Why don't you stand all over the house? I got more, but God, God's moving right now. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for your redemption. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. It all comes from you, God. Oh, it all is from you, Jesus. The very next verse after thankfulness. I believe God showed me it's not a coincidence. It says, quench not the Spirit. That's the very next verse. Quench not the Spirit. That's the very next verse after it says, in everything give thanks. And if we're not careful, I mean, we have great moves of God. And sometimes we can just say, you know what? I really don't feel like pushing in the Spirit tonight. You know, I... 
we really gave it all last Sunday do we, night. Do we really have to do it again? And if we're not careful, we can be unthankful for what happened last time and quench what God is wanting to do this day, this moment, and this hour. The last and final point is this, and I won't go into all the details, but we have access to His presence through thankfulness. Psalm says this, enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. You just begin to thank the Lord and you just begin to enter into His presence. You just begin to feel His loving arms wrap around you. No matter where you're at, you can begin to lift up your voice and say, Thank you, Jesus. And the Spirit comes quickly. Don't quench that Spirit. Give Him thanks and let the Spirit of God move. Come on, this altar is open tonight. I don't know what you need from God. But if you just begin to thank Him and let the Spirit of God move upon your life, God will heal those scars. God will make you whole. God will put you in His perfect plan. God will reveal His purpose in your life. God will give you access to His Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's a liberty and thankfulness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are good. You are good. Your mercy is forever. You are good. You are good. You are good. Your mercy is forever. You are good. You are good. You are good. Your mercy is forever. You are good. You are good. You are good. Your mercy is
Brother Tyler, for a great message tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. We have so much to be thankful for. And I was thinking, I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters. Amen. This is how all the world's going to know that we're his disciples and that we have love one to another. Before you leave, tell three people that you're thankful for them. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you tonight.